0: Enjoy the show welcome to today 's episode, and today we 're going to talk about our favorite art materials, but before we get on that, as this is our last episode before the Christmas break, we want to give big big snoggy hugs to everyone who supported us through Kofi this year. We get a lot of lovely messages with our um, donations, or rather, your donations, letting us know how much you enjoy what we do. But it does cost us money. So, all of your donations go towards those costs and it helps us to be able to keep doing what we're doing. So, thank you to everyone who helps us out. I'm not and giving people snoggy hugs, by the way. You're not giving snoggy hugs? No, I wouldn't do that in a non COVID
1: situation.
0: I'm not doing that now. <laughs> okay, I'm giving virtual snoggy okay, hugs. Okay. <laughs> We also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media. So um, lots have caught my eye. Um, Well, so much isn't there to choose from, as always. But um, I've been loving Eva Falk-Wall Simpson. She did the collage challenge. And she's made some really quirky images using collage. And I think my favourite one had to be the one that she did with a seagull. Did you see that one with like a little gift? being handed remember. to this oh so, i don't know it just made me smile i've been loving those um who else joanna brown she was doing um lie november and they were really good and i really liked the ones that she printed on the page of like a novel and that created some extra interest in the background she just did kind of black i'm pretty sure all of them were black and they were things like crows and they, they just had this kind of um magical, mystical feel about them. I really enjoyed those. Did you see those? I can't remember those. <laughs> I'm sure oh, I did, I'm sure I did you, see them. Yeah. I haven't been on our group at all this month.
1: <laughs> I have I had lots of stuff
0: going on out, outside. As well. <laughs> Oh. and dorothy Sunise, she's been creating some really quirky collage and i think she's been incorporating it with um your favorite medium tara which is of course neo color so they've been really bright and fun i won't ask if you've seen those because clearly you've not really been <laughs> taking any notice of anything <laughs>
1: i have been but i have had all oh, stuff going on uh, you know outside of that
0: poorly dog and stuff like that
1: oh yeah um but I've been loving Catherine C. Slater's line of prints and one of prints. Now, have you seen those, Sandra? I'm hoping you say no. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't actually. But they're, they're, they're absolutely lovely, and Catherine does <laughs> just does some amazing work. Uh, and then we've got Suze C, and she's been creating some great poems using the prompt. She's doing a bit of her own thing, but using some of our prompts to uh, start those off. Yes, I've seen some of those, yeah. And I really like a sketch of a beetle, uh, you know, the car a beetle. Oh, uh, I,
0: I saw that. So good by Michael Beckett. Yeah, I loved it. It was we so quirky. It. Did you see, did you notice the registration plate? No. Oh, you didn't see the no. registration plate? I <laughs> It was K I T C oh, for no. kick in the creatives. Lovely, yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't notice oh, that.
1: There you, go, you see, that's what I'm like <laughs> at the moment. Anyway, <laughs> what is new with you?
0: Well, things have finally quietened down a little bit of work, which is just such a relief because I was going a bit um, do dally over the amount of work I was getting. But um, it means that I have managed to start a new painting, but not just one. I've got two paintings on the go, which is really unusual for me. Um, but the plan? One? I've seen I, bits of one on Instagram. Have you not pretty Yeah. Pretty old, the uh, old one? No, I haven't been sharing the, the other one because I thought, do you know what? I thought I would share the progress of one and then I would unveil no <laughs> my finished painting, um, hopefully before Christmas, and then I'd do a ta-da moment and go, ta-da, I've also done another one. But obviously – that may not happen. I don't know. More work might come in. It might be manic suddenly. Christmas is always manic. Well, mind you, saying that we just had the new Christmas rules come in, haven't we? So I don't think it's going to be a very manic Christmas for anybody this year. But um, I am going to. Well, my plan is to get both the paintings done before Christmas. Did I tell you <clears throat> I was supposed to be going to Thailand this Friday as well for two yeah, weeks? Well, we three weeks we were going about for it, Egypt. weren't we?
1: That's nice.
0: Yeah. So um, obviously. You know, I'm a bit gutted that I won't be going to Thailand on the holiday we were going to take this year. But I suppose on the upside, I will get more time to paint. So, yeah, that's really? um, that's the silver lining. So, are you going to so, take yeah. some time off
1: instead? Are you going to take like a couple of weeks off? Because you we'll take like two or three weeks, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, we'll take a couple of weeks off over Christmas. But we would have done that anyway. So it just means we don't get as much time off. But I say it's it's fairly quiet at the moment anyway, so it's manageable and. Things have calmed down quite a bit. So, so are you still sending emails to yourself? Uh, do you know what I did? Uh, I think in the end I sent about four. Yeah. And I haven't felt like I needed to since then. Oh, that's good. Oh, anyone's going to say, what are, what is she on about?
1: Yeah, listen to the previous episode where we yeah. talk about uh, dealing with overwhelm. And you were saying how you sent emails to yourself, weren't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, it really worked as well. What about you? What's new with you? Well, I feel... This is really sad,
1: but I couldn't actually think of anything new. (coughs) Oh, no. I guess that is because we're in lockdown and I don't know. I just kind of feel like I'm, you know, like you come to the end of the year and, Yeah, it's been like squeezed like toothpaste, and you know, you just got the end dregs left, basically. I think
0: everybody's that the same. And do you know what? Every year, um, I notice, and I'm sure you notice, that the group really quietens down at this time of year as well. Because rather than scrolling through hundreds and hundreds of posts every day, um, it really does slow down. It's because people are just busy and they're burnt out. and they're just winding down, I think, towards the Christmas break, and it's it's not a bad thing at all. It's, I think, sometimes it's normal, it, isn't it? I it's think, totally yeah. normal.
1: Totally I mean, normal. I have been doing. I think I told you before, I've been doing these like doodly faces where bits of animals come out of them. So I, I'm sort of overlapping things. So you might have an ear, but then the ear of the person becomes the eye of some cartoony type animal, and they're still kind of in the ilk of my faces but they're slightly different.
0: I saw one um, a couple of days ago and I, I thought, what? but the thing is what was interesting is although it was um, different than what you have been doing, it was very obviously your work. It's, it, you instantly know that it's one of yours Would no matter you? what. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Whether you change the way you do things or not, it's 100%. Um, recognisable as Tara. Well, Roskall. I was trying to do some of the, you know, the faces I was doing before, which are kind of
1: exaggerated, mm. distorted, um, they're just not working at the moment or, you know, I'll do them and I'm not happy with them, if you know what I mean. Maybe
0: it's boredom a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well,
1: I think I've just got to mix it up a bit and I think I can probably go back to it. And also I think when I do those, because I like to use reference for those, I need the perfect reference because I have to absolutely love the picture and the face, in order
0: for it to work for
1: me. That Would sense? you like
0: me to send you a photo of my no, face? Then you've done that. That'll keep, no, you love you love my face. Yes. Yeah. No, we won't bother. And there'd much. be lots of meaning behind it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> no. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> oh, so yeah, not a lot's new with you. No. Though. Not... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure things will get back to normal after Christmas. And I think you're right. I think if you and naturally le- feeling like you need to lean a different direction for a while is absolutely what you should do because i think that's how we evolve as artists isn't it it is strange though because i i do worry about it
1: because i feel like i've started to build this kind of strong so if you saw one of those faces you would know it as mine and it does slightly worry me that i'm going off in a different direction
0: I don't think you should worry about that at all because, like I say, regardless of you doing something differently, it's still absolutely your work and it's recognizable as your work. I do have a real urge as well to do some characters. And I am yeah. wondering whether I should
1: set up a separate Instagram account for those or to do well, them. You
0: could do I mean, if you were yeah. worried about that. A lot yeah. of people do that, don't they? Yeah. Or you could put those in your stories. Yeah, I did think about that as well. You know that's another way of doing it, so you post your normal the things you normally do on your Instagram and then you put those bits in your stories, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we better get on today's topic. Yeah. So, we are talking about um, the art materials that Tara and I love the most, as well as some of the ones our guests have mentioned along the way. And we are going to start with the humble pencil. So, Tara, tell us what pencils you like. Yes, what I absolutely love, and I've talked about this a little
1: bit, the Stabilo All Black Pencil. And I discovered this through a course by Deb Weirs, which is over on the Cara Bullock platform. And she was using in her work, she does these really cool abstract faces. And she just said that they write on pretty much anything. So I thought, oh, I wonder if they'd write over near colors. Because the trouble with near colors, I've used markers and stuff over them before, but it completely wrecks your marker. And not much will go over because it's kind of a shiny, waxy surface, but they actually work really well over the top of that. So, yeah, definitely something I love. They're a bit like a China graph pencil, but the thing is they are water soluble. So you could use it over the top. But then if you want to soften the edge, you can do that as well.
0: And you use them on glass, don't you? Yeah, I do. When you say the water, sorry, know I didn't actually know that. So that means I can wash it off of whatever I put it on, I presume. Yeah. I use it because um, obviously as an oil painter, I use lots of little jars. I get my mum to collect those little tiny jam jars you get Um, and anyone I I know, keep your jam jars. But when I go from painting session to painting session, sometimes I forget what's in what jar because you mix your mediums up and you're like, oh God, is that? Is that what's in there? Is that the solvent or is that the medium? <laughs> so what I do is I use this DeBillo or pencil to just write on the jar what it is. It just writes on glass and it's as easy as writing on paper. So it's really good for that. So they're actually really nice as well if you use them in a sketchbook. So they kind of
1: look a bit like a black coloured pencil, don't they really?
0: Do you know, this is what's funny. As we're talking, I'm thinking, do you, do you know, I've never ever used this pencil to draw with at all so I'm gonna try that is it um the thing I don't like about using pencil in a sketchbook is that they smudge so when you shut your book you get the imprint you get like almost a print of your drawing on the opposite page so do they smudge still
1: um I don't know because I honestly don't worry too much but I don't do I don't always draw on the other side so if I do something I like Mm -hmm. I won't draw on the you know what i mean so the page above yeah. it, there won't be anything on there so i don't worry about it but what i like about them is obviously because they're water soluble and they're much denser black than say a graphite pencil so you yeah. can draw with them and then you can soften the edge which is yes a really nice kind of <coughs> yeah effect. yeah but i
0: don't know about that i have to take and I, I do you know one of the reasons i'm not keen on using pencil is that they're quite they can appear quite wishy-washy can't yeah. they and sort of really pale and And I like the idea that it's black. Yeah, it's
1: punchier, much punchier. Yeah.
0: Well, I really like um, the mechanical pencils, and my favourite one is the Pentel Graph Gear 1000. And I've tried quite a few different types in the past, but this one is by far the best that I've tried so far. And you can retract the lead in to this one um, by just clicking the... You know the little handle bit that you use to clip on things? Oh, yeah. Well... You can press it and it just snatches the lead back in. So it's really handy when you're taking it out on a sketching trip because you're not going to break your lead. So a lot of them don't have that. Um, I find it really good for quick sketches and fine detail. But obviously you can get different widths. And I use the 0.71 rather than the 0.5 because I don't want it to look like a technical drawing. I prefer to be able to have a, a wider line, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, um, I don't like yeah. ones either. And they never need sharpening, which is brilliant. The one thing I find really, really frustrating, though, about a mechanical pencil is that they do not come with instructions of how to change your legs. Oh, no, no. And I still am not 100% sure how to do it. And I've broken. Uh, two, not the, this particular pe- pencil, but I've broken two trying to do it. And I clearly do it wrong. So, and I've I've looked for a YouTube video on the on the subject, and I haven't been I haven't managed to find one. So, no, well, yeah. I didn't actually
1: realise until recently, and the people are going to be like rolling their eyes at us saying this, but I didn't realise that you could load it up with more than one lead. No,
0: so no, because I think I've since like, I don't know if was it you I spoke to and you said you just put a bunch of them on yeah. the top and drop them. Yeah. Well, I was kind of pressing the button at the one end and trying to feed the lead oh, in yeah, through that. the point. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... um. I'm
1: just trying to look at the one I've got here. I've got one on my desk. What's this? I have got... I've got a faber Castell one. And that's, that's really... Actually, that's a 0.7 as well. So it's obviously... We've obviously like the same sort of width on those.
0: Yeah. I never, yeah.
1: You use it? I ha- I've had these sitting in my pencil case for like years um and i didn't use them and then i watched a you yeah not a youtube video i watched a tutorial video on on a website somewhere and uh the guy was using one of these and i started using them. i thought you know i actually quite like it
0: it is i really like them yeah
1: it's so much of a pain sharpening the pencil all the time isn't it but i need yeah. so much better for that
0: Well, you were talking about Stabilo oil um, pencil earlier that's water soluble, which I didn't know is water (laughs) soluble. But I was actually going to mention the fact that I've got some um, Derwent Graphitone water soluble graphite pencils. So rather than the pencils being encased in a wooden barrel, the whole pencil is made from graphite. So it's more like a stick of water soluble graphite in the shape of a pencil. Oh, yeah. So you can make really wide marks with them obviously you went by using it on its side because it's just the lead's huge yeah does it make what's... your hand messy though when you're drawing with it no because it's got um paper around it oh, so right. it's like so it's in case although it's not got the wooden casing it has got like a a paper label all the way around ah, that sounds good yeah it is and you can sharpen it in a sharpener like you would normal pencil because that it's the same size as a pencil but once you've made your drawing, you can brush areas with water just like you would watercolor pencils. And of course, once you've done that, the graphite doesn't smudge like a dry pencil would.
1: Yeah, that's that sounds really good. I have actually got <coughs> a pencil that's, you know, water soluble, like a graphite, mm. but it's not like that. It's just the normal wooden case one. So yeah. so your the tip of these must be it must be really chunky then. The whole thing. Yeah, really chunky, yeah. yeah. That
0: yeah. Sounds good. But also, um, One other thing I want to mention, I don't know whether you've ever used this, tar or not. You can get graphite powder. No. No. Like gunpowder. (laughs) Gunpowder. Graphite powder is, well, graphite just ground up into a powder. And um, I've got some of this, and I very rarely ever use it. But when I am doing a drawing of a, like a portrait pencil drawing, particularly when I'm drawing babies, I sometimes use that powder. And the way I use it is I dip a really, really soft brush into the powder. um, I tap off the excess and then I just brush really lightly across the paper where I want a little bit of very subtle shadow that's really soft. And then I just blow away the excess. And that works really well because you're not using the pencil at all. It's almost like you are brushing a shadow on yeah and that's you can get the charcoal version yeah, as well Yeah, the charcoal I've yeah heard that's very light. yeah it's very black very and and that is good for covering great big um areas like on, on a sheet of paper of charcoal and I used to love willow charcoal I don't use it anymore because obviously being an oil painter I can't really be using these um powdery
1: yeah
0: you know things like pastels and chalks and charcoals because i don't really want that floating around my art studio to settle into my oil paintings so i don't use them anymore but i used to really like charcoal but i don't like getting filthy hands like you i don't like that no
1: i must admit i've never really got the knack of charcoal pencils or anything like that i've Mm. i've tried all the sticks i've got some like holders which makes it better so i've got like quite chunky charcoal sticks but then you put it in holder um i can't remember what make they are that's, that's good, isn't it? We're talking about Armitil. What? <laughs> they are. Oh, coir yeah, oh, but- Noor. noor oh, holders, yeah. and then yeah. charcoal sticks, and they're they're wide ones. Um, but I do actually like I do kind of like drawing with them. But I, it's that thing with a sketchbook where you're saying how everything rubs off.
0: Yeah, you know, that's the trouble. Yeah, and it does not I I think um, it's, it's interesting because I don't. I love willow charcoal sticks. Yeah, but for the same for that reason i don't i don't bother using it really because like i haven't got any faith in how long it will last even if you fix it but what i don't like is charcoal pencils so it's interesting isn't it yeah. that i like the willow sticks but not not the actual pencils but um say so it's not a medium i i use but the thing is about charcoal you can put it on and lift it off really easily so it's quite um a forgiving it's very forgiving medium really
1: yeah, well, I see people's work on Instagram. And I think, oh, I absolutely love that. And you often yeah. find it's charcoal. I think it's Bluebird Dada art. I think she uses a lot of charcoal and black pastels. They yeah. look absolutely amazing. And I think, oh, I want to do that because you get that softness, don't you? And yeah, I, I love I like, it with
0: chalk as well. Yeah, that's where it's really good for things like um, portraits because you can use the you can use the charcoal in such a way that you can kind of move it around almost. So it's a bit almost like the drawing medium of oils where you can kind of push yeah. push it around a bit, you know. I think I might have to try
1: it again because um, didn't we have um, Chris Riddell and he was talking about Conte pencils, wasn't he? And yes. I think they are, aren't they, some form of charcoal? They're
0: similar, but I think they're more compressed. Oh, okay. Um, They're kind of like almost like a cross between charcoal to fill, you know the pencils and and pastel pencils aren't they but I think they're just more dense I mean I have got one but I've hardly used it but when he said he was
1: using that and I would never guess that's what he was using I mean his stuff looks amazing so if that could transfer to me by using a Conte <laughs> I would uh, I would definitely use one
0: oh yeah i I agree um i've got conte pencils actually i've got their typical sanguiney color yeah like the old masters used to use and then i've got the white and i've got a black and it's they work really well they look really great when they're used on the tan that you know the buff paper oh, yeah. Yeah. or the gray paper so you should try it for that they're really good i might i might try it again i might try some conte and some charcoal yeah and they're not as smudgy they're not, and nowhere near as smudgy well, as, as charcoal pencils. As charcoal, no. Yeah. Uh, anyway, should we move on to pens now?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, one of my favourite brands of pens now is the Sakura Pigma Sensei Manga. God, how many words? Sakura Pigma Sensei Manga waterproof pen. And you actually rec- recommended these to me, didn't you? Um. Yeah. Go on.
0: I can't remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was it when we were in London? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm in London. And I was looking for, I really like sort of fibre tip pens. So they're almost mm. like a felt tip. And I wanted something that was waterproof, but had that same kind of feel. Yeah. Um, before that, I was using the Uni-Pin pens, which I still like, but they're much more precise. Whereas these pens are really smooth, much more like a fibre tip pen. And I really like the thicker version of these pens. I like the 0.6 and the 1. Love those. And and the good thing is, because they are um, permanent, they're water resistant, that you can then go over the top of them with other mediums like watercolour or whatever. Mm. Yeah, so another one of my favourites is the Paper Mate Flare felt tip pen. I'm guessing you can get these in any old stationery store because they're not a specific art tool but I absolutely love them and I use the black ones I use them in a sketchbook and again you can soften them because they're water soluble you can just take a, a water brush soften them they just give such lovely subtle effects and they're quite chunky as well I'm I'm guessing they're like a 0.7 or something the the ends or maybe even thicker than that But I absolutely love those I think I gave you one of those
0: yeah I have got some of those and they remind me a bit like a, a felt tip pen yeah but what i'm not so keen on is they're more of a gray co- they're not that dense black color which i like they're oh, kind like of they. quite a subtle don't you think they're more of a subtle black only perhaps? when you
1: put the uh thingy on them. the water yeah yeah, yeah. i really like those yeah and well they, they do in other colors like i think they do well do quite a few different colors but i've only ever used the black
0: mm. well i love the pentel brush pen Japanese brush pen um and I think Laura Frankstone also mentions that she loves those in episode 63 and so if you want to see how versatile those pens are you just need to look at a blog and it's interesting because I'd never really I'd never tried one before and I think when we went to one of our sketching trips together you said oh try this and I hated it when I first tried it I didn't like it at all. I felt like I had absolutely zero control over this thing. But you persuaded me down the line, oh, why don't you try, have, have a go at that brush pen again? And I did. And once I got the hang of it, I started really loving it. And now I, it's, I couldn't do without it. I love it. I absolutely love my brush pen. Well, I couldn't understand why you wouldn't like it because obviously you're really good with a brush.
1: From the yeah. pen, like me. So I thought you would be great with it, you know, once you've got the knack of it, because you can get such versatile lines, can't you? You can go really thin and really chunky.
0: You can, and you can kind of get dry brush marks with it as well. Um, I think uh, what I didn't like about it when I first tried it, cause I kind of like to have, I like to feel in control over what, you know, medium I'm using. And I felt like I had no control because the marks were quite um, unpredictable at times. But yeah. having got more of used to it, I, I'm kind of, I more embrace those um, lively lines instead of fight against them.
1: Well, I think that's originally why Jake Parker set up Inktober, wasn't it? I think he wanted to practice learning how to use a brush pen. I oh,
0: believe. I did not
1: know that. Yeah, because, you know, he did it on his own if the, first, the yes. first time. And I think yeah. it was to learn how to use a brush pen.
0: Oh right, I knew it was um he wanted to get better with ink. I didn't realise it's specifically so. a brush pen. Yeah. Yeah. Well I say I didn't I didn't like it at first, but I really love it now, and it's something that I always have in my sketching kit. But generally my go to pen is the Lamy Safari and I use the broad nib. But I also have got one that's um, called the Lamy Calligraphy Pen. And that's really interesting to sketch with because the lines are so, so varied because it's much, much broader. Another one I've got as part of my kit is the Platinum Carbon Pen. And that is really, really fine. Much finer than any of my other pens. And it's perfect for detail like facial features and adding hatching. Um, and obviously, it, that one is permanent. So I tend to use a water-soluble ink in my Lamy Safari, but then I'll use the platinum carbon to do things that I don't want to dissolve in water. And you so do that, that on the same drawing, really don't
1: you? Because Yeah. It, you, I know you made a video for us, didn't you, on our YouTube channel,
0: and that mm. uses
1: that combines the two, so you could soften the water-soluble the water ink and the other bit stays. Yeah.
0: There. I think I did a video on... Is it a girl walking down the street with, I used um, the Lamy and I used the Platinum Carbon, used a bit of watercolour. So it kind of gives you, you know, an idea of how it it works. But the other pen I've got as well. um, Have you heard of the Sailor Pen? Yes, I've got one. I didn't get on with it. Oh, have you? You didn't get on (laughs) with it? Well, you know what you need to do, don't you? You need to try it again. (laughs) We'll have this conversation next year and you're going, I love it now. It's my favourite. Yeah. it's uh, the make, I believe, is called Fude de Manen. I don't know if I've I've said that right. Um, F-U-D-E de Manen, which I believe Lynn Chapman is a big fan of. We interviewed her on episode 45, and I can't remember if she mentioned it on there or if it's in one of her books. But anyway, what's different about this pen is that the tip is angled at 55 degrees. So you can get some really, really thick lines with it. But also, if you turn it the other way, you can get some really, really fine lines. So it's really versatile once you get the hang of using it. But it does take a bit of getting used to, though. Obviously, you found that when you tried it. Yeah, no, I was just
1: marvelling at how many times you managed to
0: say, really? In those really, things. really, yeah. really? <laughs> do you know what's funny when I first wrote my really notes it's really really funny when I first wrote my notes and it was only yesterday that I, I noticed it I thought is it that I would called it <laughs> I I'd, I'd called it I called it a soldier pen oh really yeah. really really really, really. <laughs> yeah I called it a, sol- a soldier pen so I could have yeah I could have oh, been dear. you know looked a bit of a an idiot yeah. <laughs> a sailor pen it's a sailor pen um Finally, in the studio, I do love my dip pen. And this is another thing I used to hate, a dip pen. I could never find one I got on with, but I always felt like, you know when you watch these videos and it just looks so cool when people are using them. It's like, I really want to be able to do that. Um, Finally, I found one I, I, I liked, which is a Zig cartoonist. And I do use it to draw cartoons and quick sketches. I don't find dip pens at all practical to take out and about I really don't it's it's no point but in the studio they can be quite fun because they are more unpredictable and also the choice of nib makes a huge difference to the type of line quality you get I like mine to be quite flexible and I I think I remember once um, in an old episode sort of saying god you know if anyone can recommend some flexible nibs Please, can you recommend someone? And Victoria Chan, who's one of our listeners, she emailed me and said, "Right, have you tried the?" And I can't remember what it's called now. Bause, B-A-U-S-E. Um. I anyway, I had a look online and I ordered some of those, and and they were really nice. But some of them are so flexible that they were almost uncontrollable, and I wasn't so keen on some of those. But I did find one sort of between the two. So it's basically. Nibs are really cheap, so it's trial and error. Just find what suits you. There's all sorts of, ma- of makes. Um, you were
1: asking, I remember when we, we've talked about art materials before, and you, or you asked me, one or the other, do all the nibs fit all the
0: holders? Did, did yes. you know they do? they do? Yes. Oh, that's good. So now, that this Sig Cartoonist pen, and I'm sure it's the, probably the same with all of them, whatever nibs I have bought to try all fit in, in my pen. All from different brands, yeah? Yeah. But what I found with the nibs that came with the pen... Are very hard and scratchy and I don't like that I want an element of flex so that I can get a varied line Yeah, you um, mean. I mean some of them, there's one it was so flexible that basically what happened is as soon as you put it on the page the ink just flowed out like a lake and then you just go from a massive blob to a completely dry line in, in a second and I, I just don't like that no i don't like no. that do you, but some know, people em- embrace it don't they some people embrace the blobs
1: yeah i mean I, I really like a dip pen i don't use them very often but i use them a bit through that you know find my art style thing
0: yeah and i don't do love the
1: character because it gives you such character doesn't it uh, a dip pen but you yeah. know i cannot get on with fountain pens I've tried. I've tried the Sailor, and I think the problem with the Sailor is I bought cartridges that had um, water-resistant ink in, and they were the yeah. proper ones. But I yeah. think even though they're the proper ones, because I use it so infrequently, it clogged. Uh, yeah. So it just doesn't work for me because I think you need to use them all the time or clean them out a lot, one or the other. And then I've got a, I've got a Lamy Safari, but it just—I just don't like the feel of it. I just find it kind of monotonous i don't i don't feel like i get a difference in line i'd rather have a bit of difference
0: you probably would really get on with a lamy calligraphy pen does it go on smooth does it yes flow? goes on really smooth but it's the 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 nib is wide so your lines are really varied really really varied <laughs> really really <laughs> when we go out on a sketching trip you must use it. You must try it because okay. I think you'd really like that.
1: Well, I'll perhaps put it on my wish list. Are they expensive?
0: I don't think so, no. Oh, well, I might have a no. look after this. No, no no more expensive than the other Lamy. No. Um, actually, I actually bought the other Lamy
1: with a voucher I got last Christmas and yeah. I have probably used it only a handful of times because I just thought, well, you know, I don't, it just feels a bit scratchy to me. But that's because I'm so used to using like uh, what, felt tip type n- pens.
0: Isn't what it? nib are you using? Are you I, using the broad nib? I didn't know there was. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's two nibs. I've got there's I've got two Lamy pens um, right. apart from the Lamy calligraphy. One's a broad nib and one's not. And the one that isn't is pretty dull line. It's uh, it's more like using a yeah. I wonder if it sounds, got. It sounds to me like you've got that one. But even the broad nib one, to be fair, isn't particularly varied. I would say. Right. But I like. I do like using that. With um, the water soluble ink, because then you can, you yeah, well, know, t- you
1: can- tell me a bit more about inks because I don't know that much. I know you can get, you can get special ones now, can't you? That you can use that yeah. permanent because it used to be quite hard to get those, didn't it, for fountain pens?
0: Yeah, I mean, for the Lamy pens I've got, I actually just use the Lamy ink because, you know. it's it's, you know made by the same company as the pens so you know that's not going to do any the dam any damage to the pens but I like it as well because it's water soluble so I can make a tonal sketch really really quickly by just using a wet brush and then pulling the pigment where I want some dark tones but I don't always obviously want my lines to dissolve with water so I use Noodler's Ink have you ever heard of Noodler's Ink yeah
1: I might even have some
0: well, Noodler's ink is water resistant, but it won't clog your fountain pen. So I use that in all of the pens that I want to For fountain like type put, a li- put a line put a line down and and keep it there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's I just use that across the board. There is another one called Higgins Black Magg- uh, Magic ink. <laughs> Maggot magic <knotted>. ink. <laughs> yeah, Higgins Black Magic ink, and um, I use that with my dip pens. That's also water resistant. It's really, really rich black as well. But I don't know if it would be any good in a fountain pen. And with fountain pens, if in doubt, leave it out definitely because you don't. They're ex- they're not cheap are they fountain pens? So you don't want to be ruining and them every so time you use them. Do you, do you buy cartridges with these inks in, or have you got some sort of refiller thing? I use those um, refiller ones. So most fountain pens come with a cartridge, but you can get a converter. So like with the Lammy, I just ordered a, com- a cartridge converter and then what you do is you just choose your own ink and you suck it up into this little vessel and stick it in the pen. And then I think it must be much cheaper actually as well in the long run because you don't have to keep buying new cartridges for your pens. And you never have that feeling. It's like, oh, no, I've run out of cartridges and I've forgotten to order some. But it's oh, nice more, stuff. I guess,
1: it's the choice of ink, isn't it, as well? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah.
0: But I definitely recommend Noodlers for sure as a, a water-resistant for any fountain pens. But if I'm using ink as a wash, um, I don't know if you do this very often, but I really love Quink Ink. And Quink Ink is something that's been around for donkey's years, hasn't it?
1: Is that more like a writer's ink?
0: Yeah, I think so. But what it does is as it dries, it separates into some really lovely beau. Uh, beau? blue and yellow hues it's um it's really really subtle and you don't notice it at first it just looks black when it goes on but as it dries it kind of separates and it's really interesting far more interesting than other inks as a wash i think but i'm not sure i say i don't know if it goes in pen. well must go in pens and dip pens and things like that but yeah i prefer it for for an actual wash i'd like a tonal wash they're great it's really good yeah I'm gonna
1: to have to look into that calligraphy fountain pen definitely. But uh, shall we move on to markers? Oh yes, favorite. my least,
0: my <laughs> least favorite thing, markers.
1: So I've been dabbling again. I used to be really mad on brush pens, and I still like brush pens. I just haven't used them that much for a while. But at the same sort of time, I got some Winsor and Newton watercolor markers, and I sort of tried them. But you know when you try something, you think, yeah, I'm not sure about that, and you put them away. Well, I got mm. them out again recently. And I've been using them just a tiny bit in my sketchbook just to colour up some black and white drawings. And I've decided I actually quite like them. And the good thing about them is, unlike most brush pens, these are actually light fast. So you could use them on a proper drawing and you know, actually sell that or put it up on the wall and it shouldn't fade too much. And because they're Windsor and Newton, they're all supposed to match up with their Windsor & Newton watercolors. So you could do uh watercolor drawing and add some detail with these markers they've got two ends they've got like a it's not that fine end, but it's a finer end and then your favorite kind of chunkier (laughs) i've got one here i might be lying about that Oh no, it's more of a brush end it's not so one's a kind of a brushy a thicker brush sort of one and one's a a finer one but i've just bought a few more colors in those because you get them in a set i can't remember it's about eight eight or ten colors i've just bought a few extra because i You know when you you get a set and whatever you do, you can't make a color you want. Yeah, yeah. So so I wanted like something I could do like a a Caucasian kind of skin tone. You know, if you're just doing a quick sketch, not when you're trying to mix something up. And I had nothing to do that. So I bought a pencil to do that. Um, But yeah, definitely worth trying those out again. And it's one of those things, again, where you've dismissed something. And then you take it out again. You think, well, actually, they're better than I thought. And I think it, some of it is down to just changing tastes as you do things. And some of it is just down to all these things take time to learn how to how to apply. Very much like yeah. your brush pen. Yeah. And I've also mentioned previously oh, hoo, markers. <laughs> 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 now, these are a really cheap graphic marker, a bit like Copics. Um, but. They're much more budget. So whereas copics will cost you over a hundred quid for a decent size set, you can buy a good set of these for for about you know thirty quid, something like that. And un- unlike other budget markers, because I have tried some other budget markers, these don't seem to dry out as much. Um, and I've used these when I was doing a lot of online life drawing during the you know the lockdown. Previously, yeah. I was using them for that, and they're really good if you're just gonna flick on a bit of colour for a really quick drawing you know they just don't take any time to do i don't use them for anything polished but just for
0: little things like that they're really good see i always think of markers as those big chunky chisel ended things that we used to use at school you know oh they are as well yeah but these tend to be
1: twin like the the ohu a twin end so you've got a
0: finer end Well, those Windsor and Newton watercolour markers you were describing sound a bit like Tombow. They do um, a similar thing. And I've got a set of those, actually, just in various different greys, shades of grey. And actually, they're they're good and they're water soluble as well. But I don't find them very easy to um, dissolve. So they're they're kind of waterproof soluble to a point does Uh, that depend on the paper though because yeah I think you're right I was going to say that I I think it just depends on what book you're what sketchbook you're using them in and I believe Ian Fennelly uses them with his watercolors oh yes he does doesn't he yeah I think he does and I'm sure he mentioned those actually when we interviewed him and if you look at his work he's got some really fabulous interesting lines and shadows and I think he uses those tombos for that purpose, and I must admit, I do like those. Um, I don't use markers as a rule, really.
1: Well, the only the, only, the real plus point I thought of these Windsor and Newton ones is the fact that they are light fast, or as light fast as most yeah. of their watercol- watercolors. So you'll get yeah. some that aren't as much. Yeah, of but course. there's so few nowadays because, in general, the markers are made for like the graphic and illustration industry. Mm. So it doesn't matter how long they last because generally they'd have been scanned the piece of work would have been used for whatever, you know, digitized, and used for mm. whatever. So it doesn't have to last. Whereas if you're doing it for more of an art purpose and it's not in a sketch, but you want it to last, don't you?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you're a big fan of color 2, aren't you? So tell us what you love about
1: Neocolor 2. Well, I know you love them as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried very hard to love them, but I do not. I don't get me wrong. I love the look of them. I mean, when somebody who knows what they're doing with Neo Color does them well, then they, I mean, they're so intense, aren't they? The colors are so vibrant. Yeah, they are. I mean, I,
1: I prefer Neo Color 2. There's Neo Color 2 and Neo Color 1. Neo Color 2 are water soluble. The number one. They're not. Um, And they look very much like wax crayons, which I think is why you love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're your favorite. But. They feel a little softer uh, and you can use them with water to create some really lovely effects. So if you apply them really thickly and then add water, they look very much like a gouache, I I would say. But then you can apply them really lightly and add water to get like a watercolour effect. And you can also dip them in water, use them wet and wet, and you can get some really kind of repressionistic type of look. So I absolutely love those. And I have to say, I think they are my favourite medium. And I realised while, while I was writing my notes for this that I basically like anything that you can put water with it. Yeah. It is. It's literally if you can add water to it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I also love Derwin Inktense blocks. Um, have you
0: tried these? I've got the Inktense pencils and they're brilliant because they're um much more well you have to be careful don't you because when you're putting them down they seem just to be quite subtle the colors and then when you add water it's like having a punch in the face it? Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> i mean they're very much the ink-tense pencils look like uh watercolor pencils don't they yeah but they're much puncher and they apparently they're more of they're more of an ink rather than a watercolor so Ooh. these derwent ink-tense blocks they're the same material as the pencils i believe but in a chunkier kind of thing, very much like a pastel, almost look like a pastel, but with like a square edge. And like you say, the colours are incredibly punchy. Um, one of the good things as well is you can also use them like a watercolour. So if you lay them on their side, if you can imagine looking like a load of square edged pastels laid on their side, you can use them like a, a watercolour pan. Just dip your your brush on them and use them that way. But I, lo- I love them. And I think both near colours and Derwent intense blocks, you're going to like those if you like things that you can use loosely and broadly, which is probably why they're not your thing more, because you prefer more to be more precise, don't you?
0: I think I've realised something. Yeah. I've realised that, you know, you said about you love anything that dissolves in water. Yeah. I've also realised that you love anything as long as they do a chunky version. I <laughs> love <laughs> not having total control. Yeah. You love, I I love the opposite. I like being in control. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, isn't it, that one one artist loves another one really doesn't? Yeah. Because I don't enjoy neocolours at all. I really don't. But I love using oils, whereas you really don't like the idea of using oils at all. And I think what it is is once we find our thing, it's hard to find anything else that we feel as comfortable with. We kind of get settled in with something and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, now I feel great using this. And it's hard then to, you know, take that control away by by trying something else. I recently tried those acrylic gouache. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Acrylic gouache? Kind of like a new type of gouache, um, but they've kind of got acrylic mixed in and, oh, absolutely I do not like those at all I know I really of all the things I've ever tried I think they're the worst things I've ever used in my life I do not like them at all so I'm going to give you my set when I see you um yeah I'm sticking to my oils thank you very much but um we won't go too much depth about oils because We're talking more about sketching on here, aren't we, and drawing. So, obviously, I wouldn't really recommend oils for obvious reasons. But anyone who's thinking of dabbling, I will just say, if you're looking at brands, I would highly recommend gambling as your choice of brand. Because one thing most people associate with oils is the smell. And not just of the paint itself, but of all the mediums and the thinners. And there's no way, obviously, that can be good for anyone to be breathing in. And um, I would also be very wary of anything that says odor free thinners, because while you can't smell those thinners, they still evaporate into the air. So I actually think that they're more dangerous than the smelly ones, because at least if they smell, you're more likely to open a window than than if they don't. And then you don't really realize you're breathing in so much in and Gamblin make this thinner and it's called Gamsol and it's not just odorless, but it doesn't evaporate into the air. So you're not unwittingly getting high (laughs) when you're painting, you know, all of their products are developed with safety in mind. So, you know, if you're, if you're going to walk into my studio, you would never know that it was an oil painter studio at all, because it just doesn't smell of anything. So that is definitely something I would recommend over any other brand because, because of the safety aspect, but Also, because their um, paints are really good quality as as well. I love their paints. Are they more expensive than other artist brands? Um, No, well, not really, because it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because you get some that are really expensive and some that are really cheap. Yeah. Obviously, I would always go for an artist quality. So, and there's a variety of different prices, isn't there? I mean, I don't think that you can put a price on health and safety when it comes to oil paints i really don't and so if they are marginally more expensive than some they're they're less expensive than others so i don't really think it's no
1: do they do a student range
0: no i don't well if they do i i didn't know they do no okay. i don't know actually is the answer to that i don't think so i've not i've not seen a student range no well, I, I forgot to put this
1: in the, my notes, but I love uh, White Knight's watercolour paints. I um, haven't used them for a little while, but it's a Russian make, but I think they are more like artist quality because I've, I've always before, because I've not been a connoisseur, you know, like <laughs> a, a real, you know, it's not like something I've done to sell. So I've mm-hmm. I've just dabbled with, um, you know, more student quality, I guess, or or non, not the artist ones. And And trying those, it's like, oh, my God, the difference. They were just, and yet they're not mega expensive. They're probably a mid sort of one. Um, But the color was so intense compared to more of the student quality stuff I'd used.
0: Yeah, I mean student quality stuff is is fine if you really are a beginner beginner and you just want to know if it's something you're going to like as a hobby even first. You know, just don't go and spend loads of money on artist quality stuff. But then again, you also have to realize that if you use student quality stuff, it's ne- you know, it's never going to be as good. No. And sometimes you can be compromising the finished result because you chose A cheaper material, so it's it's hard, isn't it? Although some of the student quality stuff these days is actually really good. Well,
1: I do wonder if, say, going back sort of twenty or thirty years, I wonder if the student quality now is what the artist quality was like then.
0: Quite possibly,
1: yeah. Yeah, Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me a bit how like how computers are, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got some student quality watercolors. Which I have had for years, knocking around the bottom of a watercolor box. I never use, and they're really not good. I'm not going to mention the brand, but no. <laughs> they're not—they're not good. Um, and you can really tell the difference when you get an artist quality watercolor, and you put them with a student quality. I think, yeah, in the intensity, the amount they—they they granulate, and you know. Have you tried the White Nights ones? No, no, no I haven't.
1: Oh, I'll have to bring those. You have to, when we can eventually get out again.
0: Yeah, one day when we test. get to actually <laughs> see each other yeah. again. <laughs> Do you know, we'll, we'll see each other and we'll go, God, she's aged. <laughs> I think I have. I think we've all aged in this, <laughs> this pandemic year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving on to,
1: you, you finished on your paints, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So moving on to surfaces and papers. Now, I absolutely love sea white sketchbooks. I don't know if you use these. No. I really like the hardback ones and the ones that have just filled with what they call all media paper. Now, what it is, it's just a cartridge paper, but it's got some sort of coating on it. So it's much better than normal old cartridge paper at taking water. I mean, it's not to the level of watercolor paper or a proper mixed media paper, but it does a pretty decent job if you're just using like um, a pen and adding water brush to it, or just adding a little bit of a wash, absolutely love that. And I just love the hardbackness. I guess they have a slight yellow to the. It's not a pure, pure white. I don't think the paper, but I, I really love those sketchbooks.
0: Just love you them. just, you just, you just said a word that I just can't get in my head. A hardbackness. You love the hardbackness. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new one. <laughs> really, really hardback. <laughs> yeah does it, does it buckle does it does it buckle though if you pack. put <laughs> um, if you if you put a wash on it like a heavy wash would it buckle oh, it would if you
1: put a heavy wash on it yeah but if you're yeah. just going to use um mm. so, so i wouldn't use it to do a full-on watercolor painting no but it would it would do perfectly well if you were just doing a little sketch and adding a yeah. little wash or something like that yeah and, and they're really 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 i can't, I can't get it out of my head now um, <laughs> And they're relatively cheap, not cheap, cheap, but, you know, if you wanted something to go out and do loads of sketching in, they've got like about 96 pages in these things. So Mm. uh, really decent quality as well. Uh, And then one of my favourites for mixed media is the Canson Imagine mixed media paper. The only thing I wish was it a little bit heavier weight, but I really love the smoothness of this paper. It's great for near colours because I, I always find that that works a lot better Better smooth. Um, well, there's also a Daler mixed media paper that's pretty good as well, but I just prefer the smoothness of the Canson Imagine. And I've also just discovered Daler Rowney mixed media artboards. Have you tried these? No. Now they're about one mil thick or maybe even slightly more. Uh, and they're obviously a mixed media surface, but the great thing about it is you can pile paint on there or whatever and it's not going to buckle because it's so thick. So you, Is it expensive? Yes. Well, not right. I, well, I say expensive. Yes and no. So you probably get about ten boards in a pack, and it's twenty quid. So they're they're a couple of pounds each. The boards in it. So a lot How more. How big ex- are they? That's A3. That's an A3 one. Right. So they're not expensive. Expensive, but they're too expensive if you're just gonna, you know, if you're gonna use it like a sketchbook. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I find them great for doing things like if I wanted to make an acrylic background and then draw over the top of that i can do that perfectly well with paper if i tape it all down but i do get a little bit of buckling but if you use that you get nothing so definitely want to try
0: well strathmore do um some sketchbooks don't they that are toned have like either the gray or the, the sort of buff paper which is nice and that's a mixed media quite like those but um I can't remember what they're called actually Strathmore Strathmore I can't remember but it's a mixed media and basically you can get it in hardback or you can get it in as just like a pad and um I think I've I've got well I've got the pad and I've got the I've got a sketchbook actually that I haven't used yet I'm going to use next year and it's got the grey
1: the grey saving paper it?
0: inside Um, because I like to finish. (laughs) I'm one of these people that I like to finish one sketchbook before I start another. Really? Yeah, I haven't got. Some people have loads on the go. I like to get one done and then think, "Oh, I'm going to use that one now." Yeah. But um, but also Stillman and Byrne they make a variety of sketchbooks with um all different mediums in mind. But I really like um the Alpha series. I think they do Alpha, Beta, Zeta, (laughs) Delta. I think they do all sorts. But the Alpha one, um. I really like because they handle a wash really really nicely and they don't buckle so that's a really good um a good choice for a sketchbook but my favorite sketchbook is the Canson XL um because first of all I like it's ring boundness
1: <laughs> Are you I hate ring boundness <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah because I used to hate ring boundness <laughs> Explain that, Tara. Sandra once got a tampon stuck in the ring ring binders of her sketchbook.
0: I did, yeah. It was in the bottom of my handbag, knocking about, and I pulled my sketchbook out, and there was one just (laughs) got caught in the rings, which is quite embarrassing. but but yeah I, I basically like them because sometimes when you have a hard back you can feel more precious about it because you you all almost sort of think well i, I can't tear it out if i don't like it whereas a cancer next obviously because it's got a ring binder it, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's um you can if you want to i don't tend to tear paper out anymore but because i I tend to be more accepting of of bad sketches than I used to. You just put post-its over them now. Yeah, or you can just stick a bit of collage over them and draw over the top. But yeah, I love that paper in particular because it can take a real good wash, but it's also a really 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 <laughs> oh god, I'm going to have to edit so many "reallys" out of this episode now, I think. <laughs> um it's it's a really bright white. You know, like a really stark white, which I love. Because some sketchbooks um, are kind of like this off-white, like chewing gum white or just kind of this... um, They're not that lovely bright white. And what I find with the Canton XLs, because it is a really bright white, the colours seem more vibrant, I think.
1: Yeah, see, I'm really surprised. I'm not surprised because I've known for a while that you like that sketchbook but if you'd have told me two years ago that you would love that sketchbook I wouldn't have believed it why
0: because I would just think you would hate the cover oh yeah you see I I did always have cover issues like it's not a very attractive cover yeah (laughs) but now I just think I can cover it if I want to with my own sort of style. I don't bother now though yeah you're right I've grown out of that isn't it weird yeah So, moving on
1: to tools and gadgets. Oh, what about your canvas? You didn't tell us about your canvas.
0: Oh well, yeah. I was, you know, I was going to talk about the canvases I use. And I think, oh, we're we talking about sketching here, but okay, I will just share the the make of canvas that I like to use as um, a general thing for my oil paints. I use the Bell Art, um, and I use the Italian linen. Because it's lovely, <laughs> 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 because just because it's lovely, I like that. I like. Can I tell you about a, a,
1: a sketchbook that has got a really lovely cover that you would absolutely love? And I don't yeah. know if you've got any of these, but Pink Pig watercolor sketchbooks. No, now I have some of these, and they are just they are, they are ring bound, but they've got you know when you get like a material and it's got almost tiny bits of other things, almost like handmade paper. Yeah, Some of their covers are a bit like that, and they're like a board cover and a board back, and they look absolutely gorgeous, and they have a really nice, smooth watercolour paper in them. And I have a few of them, and I use the A5 ones I bought, but I've got about two A4 ones, I think. And I won't touch them because they're too nice. That's a
0: problem, isn't yeah. it? Are
1: they are they ring-bound or yeah, hardback? Yeah, ring-bound.
0: But, you but, see, so you can that, always...
1: You might be safe because I don't know if a tampon would fit in there. They're quite narrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, but but are they expensive? Um,
1: no, not that expensive. No, probably more expensive than say, um, like I was talking about the sea white sketch boots. But then these yeah. are, yeah, they do cartridge ones, so i'm talking about the watercolor ones which is which are always more expensive anyway aren't they watercolor yeah. paper books
0: so yeah they are no. and you get about 10 pages in them <laughs> yeah you,
1: you only get 20 i think you make like about 20 or 25 sheets in these but i'm yeah. guessing
0: an a4 is maybe 12 quid i can't remember yeah. exactly
1: yeah
0: same yeah. thing with sketchbooks they are they can be quite expensive i actually tried um you can get one called Artisa. Is it Artisan or Artiza? Artisa, Arteza, I think. Artisa, yeah. And and you can buy them in like packs of, th- in fact, I think they only come in packs of three. These, the ones I tried. And um, they're really good. They're cheap, but they're really good for just sketching with pen and ink or pencil. Yeah. But they, I do not like them for watercolour at all. I remember you saying it, it didn't yeah, go on, right? Yeah. It, it, kind of it's really weird it kind of absorbs the watercolor and I almost you can almost see the paper kind of disintegrating where you put the brush. It's really weird. But as I say for a cheap sketchbook that you with lots and lots, I think I've got about 60 pages in each. So it's really good value if you're just going to be using them for sketching um with pen and ink and whatnot. But it's it's not a bright bright white either which is, again, I find that a bit more off-putting. But anyway, have you finished talking about sketchbooks? Yes, I have. Because, no, 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 that's fine. We're going to talk about tools, aren't we, and little gadgets. So um, I noticed (laughs) when I was looking at your bullet points, I noticed that you've put, kids sponge brushes <laughs> and only you only you would use those what is that about well i was
1: obviously struggling with my list of gadgets um, i'll say and, um, <laughs> i've got these you get them in like you know real cheap shops and you yeah. get like and like household yeah. type places, like wilkinson's and mm. pound stretcher type places and it's basically you get a little bag full of they're like it's a plastic thing with a sponge on the end, yeah, And then a kid's brush, and then little foamy comb things, um. And they're absolutely great for making backgrounds. And I don't like paint much, as you know, but I will make backgrounds things. So I'll get my acrylic paint out. You get these little spongy, roll kid's spongy roller. I have got a probreya now, but the spongy roller works quite well as well. And you can just make some lovely marks with them. So I think they're a great tool. And they're only about a pound, and you get loads of them.
0: Yeah, I'll leave those to you. <laughs> the slightly more adult version. Oh, we're getting sexy <laughs> and dirty now. That I personally like is the Da Vinci Travel Watercolour Brush. Slightly different than kids' sponges. Yep. Um, they are, well, you've seen me use mine, haven't you, when yeah. we've been out on sketching trips. And they're, they're basically like a little Kalinsky, I think they're made of red, red Kalinsky sable and sort of synthetic as well, which hold plenty of paint. They've got a really, really good point, but they've got a threaded barrel. So that barrel then acts as both a lid and a handle. So they, you know, when you take them out, they're encased in this handle, and you, you unscrew it, and then you screw the, the lid onto the end of the brush, which then creates your your handle to paint with. And it makes them perfect for taking out and about on a sketching trip. So if you're an urban sketcher, they're ideal. And the lid, um, it's also got, like, ventilation holes in it as well, so the brush can still dry out even when the lid's on. So they can breathe. (laughs) Yeah, so they can breathe. I've got two sizes um but you can get them anywhere from really tiny to really big so um there's lots of different sizes to choose from but I really recommend those because they uh, they feel nice to use as well. I've also got um a uh, a pure Kalinski um sable brush um which is was extremely expensive and quite honestly I don't really think that it's um it's worth paying 150 quid for one brush. <gasps> wow. It was a, It was a birthday present years ago. And it is, don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful brush. And, and what is lovely about it is that you can um, fit a huge amount of pigment into it and it does come to a beautiful point. But um, I think now you can get so many cheaper th- type brushes that do a really good job that you don't really need to be spending that kind of money on a brush. No. God,
1: I must admit, when we went to London the last time, I was trying to think of a way to protect my brush heads. And I mean, that yeah. would work really well. And I think I ended up taking like a smarty, you know, like smarty tubes. Yes. I think I was trying to put my brushes in those and uh, put it so they would be upwards. Yeah, it s- is a nightmare, isn't it? You, taking.
0: Well, yeah, and, and you don't have to worry about that at all with these ones because the, the lid protects them completely. Yeah, um, and there's nothing worse if you've got brushes knocking about in the in a pencil case. Then what quite, that quite often happens is the um, the brush itself can end up bent. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it's really hard to get them back to a point once they've been damaged. You can't. You could do it with them coming in. You know how the water
1: brushes have uh, the plastic ones
0: with the uh, yeah.
1: reservoir. Mm. Other brushes could do with having bits like that on them, couldn't they?
0: Yeah, because they're good, aren't they? You can get those yeah. reservoir brushes, which are great. But I don't like the actual brush themselves because they're kind of nylon, aren't they? I don't well, like it them. It doesn't
1: bother me, but that's because I don't mm. paint paint, I guess. Yeah. But some other gadgets. So um, I've just discovered these double-ended metal pencil holders. And what I like about them is not that they're double-ended. It's just the fact that one end will actually fit a near colour. right. Absolutely perfect for it. Um, so you can get them on Amazon. They're, they're like a colored um, metal there's no real brand name for them i think they just like come from china or somewhere mm. but um fit a neocolor per- uh, perfectly and i was having a nightmare before because i tend to stick to the same colors more or less than colors, and but i'd end up buying all these tins <laughs> and then they'd get smaller and smaller so i'd buy another tin and but i'd have tins full of you know little like one inch of color.
0: Oh yeah, and, and it's hard to
1: use, isn't it? Really hard to draw them, but they're absolutely perfect with these things. So, so that's really good.
0: Uh, well, you can get you can get them, can't you? As well, the pencil holders that are, are, do the same for a little tiny short pencil, so you yeah. use the whole lot. Yeah, I mean they're good as well, but I n- none of those
1: would actually fit. When I was, it was hard to find one that would actually fit a near colour because they're, yeah. they're a bit wider than um, pencils, um, and also. When I was looking, I was thinking these would probably work if you've got oil pastels. I'm guessing a lot of those would fit, depending on the size of your oil pastel as well. But re- really helpful they were. Uh, and then light boxes. I think we've mentioned these before, but for years I wanted a light box. But I don't if you remember, they used to be these massive, chunky things. and mm. uh, Really weighty, would take up loads of room. But now you can get them and they're just like uh, a thin panel plastic with LED lights and they cost about a tenner. So They're really useful if you want to trace off some art that you've done. So say you were drawing a character or something and you think, oh, I haven't drawn that arm very well. I want it further up or further over. You just trace over it on your light box um, and alter those bits. Or you could do a drawing in on a piece of paper and then transfer it to your watercolor paper or whatever. And as long as the paper's not too thick, you can just about get away with, you know, a not too thick watercolor paper and, and see through it.
0: You can get the ones as well where you can adjust the light to yeah. really bright as well, or, or not so light. Yeah. so Yeah. I mean, people do say you could use something like
1: uh, an iPad or a tablet, but I really don't fancy
0: pressing on my uh, no. iPad or tablet. No, I wouldn't think that was a very good idea at all. And for the sake of 10, 12 pounds, that's, I don't see the point, no. <laughs> so um, my uh, gadget of choice is much cheaper, actually. Probably much less than ten pounds, and it's a shaving brush. So um, quite often, when I show pictures on Instagram of my progress, people say, "Why is there a shaving brush in your studio?" And the reason I have a shaving brush in my studio, and when I say a shaving brush, it's one of those you know those um, big fat sort of brushes men, ones. yeah, yeah, the old-fashioned type that men use to sort of foam their faces up, yeah, with soap. They actually use, yeah. 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 So I use one of those to dust off my paintings before adding new layers. And this helps prevent the dust from getting caught on to the new layer of paint. So that's a really handy little tip. But you can, if you get a decent quality one that doesn't drop its hairs, you can actually use them as well to blend really large areas of paint, which I've done before. Um, and that's a really handy, handy tip. It's, it's a great brush for that. Uh, what else? Oh, yes. Another handy tip I've got. And my, Again, this is a really, really cheap little thing to buy, but really handy. I bought um, from a chemist a little tiny spray bottle, which I fill up with water when I go out sketching. And I use them to charge up my watercolors. And by that, I mean, you know, when you open up your palette and then the pans are all really dry and it can take a while to make them workable with a brush but if you spray the pans as soon as you open the pot with water um then they're kind of starting to soften straight away and by the time you dip your brush in they've already softened um and it makes such a difference you you discovered that not too long ago didn't you yeah i
1: I, I think i'd seen it before in the past and i thought ah it doesn't make any difference and then i did it and i thought oh my god it really does yeah Yeah. it's like Mm. worlds apart isn't it
0: Oh definitely and, and even in my studio if I'm doing a little watercolour sketch the first thing I do when I open the palette is just spray them. Yeah. So and also uh, a stylish accessory um, is a sports wristband which I always wear now when I'm sketching outdoors because it's perfect for wiping a wet brush onto and it saves having to carry around a, a ton of kitchen roll or a rag and uh, well we went out sketching together didn't we Tara and you um you wore a headband instead, yeah, which well, was it, quite comical. It
1: was, it was taking the mick, wasn't it? If you check my <laughs> yeah. YouTube videos, we've got one yeah. about um, a watercolour tip. And we actually um, found the tip from Kosher, didn't we? Kosher. yeah, We did, yeah. But I think yeah. it was one of her Draw Tip Tuesdays or something. We saw her talk about that.
0: Yeah, and I believe also Lynn Chapman does the same. But, yeah, it's so much easier than having to constantly get out tissues. And it's something that's such a simple idea that makes such a big, a big difference. Um, another, ga- whatever you call this, a gadget or not, but um, when we
1: went urban sketching last time, I had my little sketching stall, didn't I? And it's, mm. it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is. This thing is... Sp- I was so jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called a, I, I'm going to get this wrong, a leafy, I might be Lesfit. fit, leafy sketching stall. It's spelled L E S F I T, Uh, but it folds up incredibly small, so you can fit it in a relatively small bag, and it's really light as well. I mean, you are quite close to the ground, but it's so much better than just you know sitting on the floor floor or whatever. And and it's just the the only tricky. It's quite easy to put up, is it? Or that is the only tricky thing. Uh, it, it, you, it's sort of got elastic within the legs. It's, it's metal legs, but then elastic within it. So you kind of twist it around, and it does take a bit of fiddling to get that right. So that's the only downside. Mm. But um, definitely worth having that. I couldn't believe how light it was. yeah um, But if you don't want to do something like that and you do want to go out about sketching, what we had before that was some foam camping cushions, didn't we? Yeah, they were really handy as well. Yeah, and I got those, I think they're about a pound on amazon i
0: treated you yes, yes. but my cushion yeah. that i had in my bag was basically a sheet of kitchen roll <laughs> yeah. so i was using kitchen roll and tara bought me this um this travel cushion which i just thought oh, that's such a luxury and i was so um worried about getting this thing dirty oh, that i put it in in like plastic i put it in this plastic freezer bag so when i sat on it it stayed clean and what was so funny is we went to brighton didn't we to do, yeah. do a sketching trip and i was trying to sit on this wall and i kept sliding off so in the end i had to give up with the plastic and just use it for what it is but it's so handy yeah i think because we got to the
1: cafe and you said oh i've got you something to sit on and you give me this big plastic zip up bag
0: and i said <laughs> yeah. oh, i've got you a cushion <laughs> <laughs> but it's what's really handy is when you sometimes when you're sketching, it might have been raining, you want to find somewhere to sit, and there's a perfect chair and a perfect bench, but it's wet, and yeah, uh, you know, it's just that. Bird it saves poo. you, yeah, it saves you, ha- oh, bird poo. Yeah, it saves you having to kind of well stand up. But it's, I find standing sketching really hard it to is, do. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah, some people do it effortlessly. I, I can't do it at all, I have to be sitting down. Yeah, so yeah, so definitely get yourself a foam can- camping
1: cushion for a pound. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if anyone else does this, but I've got art materials in my cupboard I'm yet to try. I've got some Carbothello pastel pencils. I got them for Christmas last year. I actually asked for them. I think they were on my wish list. And people rave about them. And I know they do amazing things with with them. But for some reason, I'm yet to experiment with them. What about you? Have you got stuff like that?
0: No, I haven't got anything I haven't really tried. I've got things I tried and I don't like. And that's frustrating, especially if you've spent, a, a decent amount of money on something that you were sure you were going to love well the acrylic gouache was expensive oh uh, it? it really was and i was like oh and really what i should have done is i i should have I, I had some other things i should have bought which i know i would have got use out of but anyway i spent the money on these acrylic acrylic gouache and i just really don't like them and i'm never going to like them i know i'm not um you should have just so, bought one pot maybe shouldn't you yeah and tried it out yeah so so what what I would say is don't spend too much money on something if you get a tr- a chance to try them first. I mean, I really wish, like I, I say, I hadn't spent that money on those acrylic wash. But, you know, also don't give up on something too quickly if you don't like it. Because I remember hating that brush pen at first, but now I wouldn't be without it. So, Do you not think, think you might change your mind about the acrylic gouache? What about if you put some, you know, we spoke before about putting Yeah, some, we did. We yeah, did. I could try it. it with some retarder in it and to like see see if that makes it any better but i'm pretty sure that you're going to end up with those okay. but I, th- I think the beauty of having a friend to go out sketching with um is that you know we get to try each other's stuff don't we tara so we've quite often found things like you know me with the pencil brush pen and you with the um the markers that you liked pigma sensor, kind, yeah yeah pigma pigma pens so it's kind of one way of trying before you buy or you might have things you can swap so it might be that you hate one thing and and i like the idea of that or or the other way around it's the sort of thing you can do if you've got somebody with a like-minded interest that you see so it's a great way of of trying something out first so my last tip though is if you don't have a sketching chum then find one <laughs> <laughs> what a big
1: tip that is! <laughs> no, you need they to can do it, start a podcast,
0: and you'll <laughs> because, get to know someone.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah because that, they can be really handy. You're a very handy <laughs> person to know, Tara.
1: <laughs> uh
0: god what brilliant
1: advice anyway to follow that brilliant advice shall I read out oh no oh yes read out the answer to our previous question but I'll tell you what the question is first and it was the Mona Lisa has her own mailbox in the Louvre because of all the love letters she receives If you could send a letter of any kind to a piece of art what would your letter be about and what piece of art would you
0: write it to so I've got Adrian Sutherland the scream My six-year-old eyes were too young to know anything of art, too young to know you were famous, too young to realise you had etched yourself into my mind. Many years passed before I saw you again and felt myself almost jealous to discover that I hadn't found you first. You hold my gaze from time I cannot count and provoke thoughts I cannot explain. You paralyze and mesmerize me. I wonder if one day we might scream together and feel a mutual understanding. Me of your pain and you of mine. Until then, take care, won't you? I think that is deep.
1: I know, that's
0: what I that thought. That is deep, amazing, deep, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got Bethany Kelly and she says, a letter to Vincent van Gogh's self-portrait telling him he's not alone and that his art is beautiful and some of the most loved in the world.
0: I like the way you give me the epic ones. I know.
1: I I, I realise I've made a mistake and give myself a long one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Mine always look, mine all all seem epic. I know. I arranged them quite well. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so um, I've got another one here for Vincent van Gogh from Annette Courtney. So she says, I would send a letter to Vincent van Gogh about his self-portrait after he had cut his ear off I would tell him what a genius he was and how many people would be at well would absolutely love his work in the future I would say that I understand his angst that I have a friend with bipolar and that there is an upside I hope I would be able to give him some comfort it breaks my heart to know how desperately unhappy he was so true actually isn't it because back then you know people didn't kind of understand mental health very well at all and certainly nobody would have ever heard of bipolar and that's almost certainly what he had I would have thought so um yeah people just got locked up basically didn't they yeah and and just not understood at all it's so sad really so I've got one from
1: Samantha Lane and it's Salvador Dali the elephant's I would tell Dali how, f- how I was first captured by his landscape, simple and yet dramatic, with its red deep sky. Then I would tell him how many hours I spent dreaming of a backstory for the characters, the elephants with their strange stilt legs and floating obelisks, I don't know what that means, and for the two tiny figures running towards each other beneath, surely signaling a meeting with extreme surreal importance, painting I've dreamt about many times, yet it still remains a mystery. What, what are obelisks?
0: I don't know. Oh. I okay. We'll have sure. to Google that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I've got Carol Whitmore. Oh, dear. You've given me this one and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> dear Venus on the half shell, you are beautiful. I learned about Mr. Botticelli because of you. I always knew you were beautiful in the pages of my art books as I grew up, but never did I ever know really how beautiful you are until I saw you in that gallery from the Uffizi Museum in Florence, Italy. I don't know if I said that right, Uffizi, Larger than life, you commanded the room with beauty and grace beyond my teenage artist's eyes. I wanted to stay there with you longer than I got to, but thankful for the time we had. I I these are very romantic, that, no. aren't they? These are these are really that proper love letters. Yeah, I mean, I'd just say
1: I can imagine if I saw a picture and that someone was eating something, I'd probably just say, "Oh, I wish I had that pasta you got." You know, it <laughs> wouldn't be anything
0: as deep as that. <laughs> I uh, yeah, like I'd be going, Ugh, "Who would drink out of a silver goblet?" Have you not yeah. heard of glasses? Yeah. <laughs> we'd be very shallow wouldn't we we're not very cultured are we Um,
1: i've got another salvador adali one so he's obviously very Mm -hmm. popular and it's by nick Tate west and she says you're not about the past are you you're about the state of mind during the future covid 19 pandemic admit it (laughs) i'm gonna have have a look at that one
0: i have got maya castaneda i hope i've pronounced that right um Dear girl with the pearl earring, such a beautiful, mysterious lady to draw. I wish all our earrings are floating mysteriously like yours. I learned a lot from you too. Actually, a lot of people do draw the girl with the pearl earring, don't they? Do you remember when we went to Brighton and we went to a gallery and there was a guy there who was recreating the girl with the pearl earring, almost identical in every way, apart from she was blowing bubble gum? Yes. He was doing was great, some brilliant
1: stuff. He was putting a spin on all traditional paintings, wasn't he? Yeah, like a
0: real modern yeah. twist. It was great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I've got Sue Higgins, and she says, I would write a letter to the piece of art I created in junior school, which the teacher didn't like, and I screwed it up and threw it away. I would say, you may not be perfect proportionally, but I would continue to strive for becoming a better artist so you can be shown to the world. You are beautiful in your own way. And your spirit has been locked away in me for the last 50 years. Thank you for being there in my subconscious and helping me get back to my true creative self. I love that one.
0: And it's surprising, isn't it, how these teachers can create such... Um, I think it's shocking. It's well, shocking. You're, I, I mean, I'm hoping that that's more uh, something that went on a long time ago before people had more of an idea of... How to be with children? I don't know. I bet it's just I, the same. I, I would guess it's yeah. the same. It it breaks my heart when I hear so many artists saying that they didn't take up art again for years and years because they were told they were no good, and it's yeah really sad. Really, I, sad. I don't get it as well because if if you as a teacher saw
1: a kid in junior school's drawing, mm. even if you don't like it, wouldn't you just say to that kid, "Oh, I really like that bit. Here's a suggestion." Or you'd give a suggestion, wouldn't you? Yeah. Not not like I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Screw it up. That's horrible. Horrible. You'd be encouraging. Yeah. Anyway, Kim Hine, she says, I would we've got a lot of Vincent van Gogh ones here, haven't we? Yeah. I would send a letter to Vincent van Gogh, a letter to any one of his self-portraits and offer him a listening ear. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I wonder if she meant to say that. Because <laughs> he's only not. got the one. Yeah. <laughs> a listening ear, a helping hand, a friend and a decent meal. Vincent makes me so sad when I read about his life. I went to see that film, actually, at the cinema. Um about vincent van Gogh, and yeah i was really surprised when i learned all about his life oh i haven't seen that okay i've
1: got sue watson she says i'll send it to matisse's snail to thank it for the joy and
0: inspiration it's given me for many years so we have a brand new question for you which is what is your favorite art material and why so what is your favorite art material and why yeah i'm looking forward to some suggestions there Trying some new mm. stuff,
1: and yeah. as as always, you can tweet us your answers at Kick Creatives, or let us know in the Facebook group. Which, if you haven't joined, I suggest you do. We will put the question up there and also on the Facebook page, and of course on our Instagram, which is Kick in the Creatives. So we are now going to be taking our Christmas break, but before we go, we want to say thank you to all of you for supporting us and for continuing to listen to the podcast. We'll be back on the eleventh of January.
0: Yeah, and we wish you all a really wonderful Christmas and fingers crossed next year will be a whole lot better for all of this than 2020 has. So yeah.
1: not just happy um, Christmas. Though, because we've got other people who don't celebrate Christmas for any other course. holiday that you're celebrating.
0: Yeah, for any other holiday. Um, anyway, mean, meanwhile, we hope we have given you the kick in the creatives you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be really grateful if you would leave us a little review on iTunes or even just a five star rating if you don't have much time. And don't forget to check out our YouTube
1: channel, the Kicking the Creatives YouTube channel, and subscribe on there where we create art tip videos.
0: And if you do enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us um, with Kicking the Creatives, you can now do so by buying us a coffee. Or actually, at this time of year, it's going to be a Bailey's for me. What about you, Tara? Uh, maybe a Prosecco. Oh, yum, yum. Yeah, so you can find the link on how you can do that on our website. So that's it. Have a great holiday, whatever you're celebrating, and we will be back in January. Yep, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon.
1: Um, so now we're going to take uh, some time for the Christmas break. But before we want to go... Oh, I've got to say that again. So now we're going to be taking time for our Christmas break. But before we... Want, oh, I can't say that. let <laughs> again.
0: Are you drunk already? No. You haven't started drinking eggnog, for Christmas no. yet then? <laughs> yeah. so you we're, don't like eggnog, do No, I do don't you? like eggnog. No. Just the first
1: Christmas drink I could think of. <laughs> right. So we're now going to be taking our Christmas... What
0: is eggnog, oh, by God, the way? Are you <laughs> I, I just, I just want to know what eggnog is. It Has like, it got egg in it? It's raw eggs and whiskey, or brandy, one or the other. That's disgusting.
1: I'm not quite sure. All right, can I, can I try it again now? Yeah, yeah.